Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. Today's guest is Gresham W. Harkless Jr., otherwise known as Gresh. He's the founder of Blue 16 Media and CB. And nation or CB nation. I didn't clarify about that. Uh, but basically, uh, Gresham is a, he's really savvy with web design, website support and SEO services and, uh, just digital marketing in general. Dude's really, really savvy with this. Um, so we're going to be talking about websites today and SEO because hearing that is like, Oh, it sounds like some, some dark magic or something crazy, but, um, Gresham's really good at simplifying how it really works. So I think it'd be really valuable for, for us to dive into this conversation. How are you doing today, Gresham? I'm doing phenomenal, James. I appreciate you letting me the opportunity, giving me the opportunity to be here. Yeah, dude. Stoked to talk about this. Um, I'd love to hear just from you. <clears throat> well, yeah, let's, I'd love to hear what made you decide to one, become an entrepreneur and ultimately how did, how did that decision lead you to what you're doing now specifically? Yeah. So uh, funny enough, I, I'm, I've become a big proponent of like a, a lot of times if you don't know what you want to be when you grow up to kind of look back at what you did when you were a kid. Um, and for me, like I went back to like when I was 10 years old and my dad was actually in the military. So he went to an entirely different country. So this is before we had Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, you know, all these cool things where we can instantly connect with each other. And I, at that time, I started a family newspaper. Um, that family newspaper, I just compiled all the things that were going on in our family. I would put them into Microsoft Word, add some clip art there. And that's what I started to, to create each and every month. And I used to cover, you know, random stories that we had from squirrels getting into my grandma's house to um, who's not getting married in our family, just all these like TMZ type stuff, type of information. But I used to take these and we would send care packages to my dad because he was, you know, in the military in, in a country. So we sent him all his goodies. But I would also put these new newspapers in. And then I would also sell the subscriptions to those newspapers as well, too, for like $20 or so a year. Just I don't even know why. But the reason I bring all that up is because a lot of that has kind of fueled everything that I try to do. I'm, I'm a big believer in, in like everybody is a quote unquote media company and everybody really thinking about how you can use content and information to really connect with your audience to really solve problems. So uh, I didn't understand, you know, all of that at that time. But when I started to look backwards, that's when I started to say, okay, this is something that really lights me up and gets me going. And, and, you know, a lot of what I've done and been able to build around digital marketing has, you know, really helped me to lay that foundation and continue on with that, uh, that newspaper mentality, I guess you could say. Yeah, dude. I love what you said about how everyone's basically like a media company now. And it's true. I, I think that whether you are an online business owner or even a brick and mortar, you should be making content online, like YouTube videos, a podcast, whatever. I think that, I mean, I specifically think YouTube videos more importantly than anything. That's just what I love. And there's so much power in the platform of YouTube. Uh, but yeah, I think that everybody should be making content. I would definitely echo that. Um, Cool. So we're going to talk about websites and I'd love just to, uh, you know, bust a couple myths about websites. So Gresham, are websites outdated? People are talking about one page, like landing pages instead of a website. There's all this like noise around websites. Are they outdated or what? 
No, I mean, I think that uh, a lot of a lot of marketing, I really talk about like going to the grocery store and figuring out what dish you want to create, what your absolute favorite you know dish is. You think about that and you go to the grocery store so you get the ingredients to put into that dish. And that's how I think you should approach marketing. Um, when we're talking about websites, I, I really think that that's one of the foundational elements. I think what has changed with websites is that websites are not just things you put up and then you kind of sit them, leave them there and, and you forget them. Now, of course, there's places for that. Some people have their website that's a little bit more of a business card. But I think what's happening with websites is it's not just a website. It's a website that does many other things. There, It could be a website that's quote unquote honey from, for you because it's search engine optimized and you're having people that are searching and being able to find there. You have some people that are doing more of their, you know, I guess lead generation or their activity maybe even um, on social media sites. So they just send people to more of a landing page. So I don't think it's outdated. I just think that it has a lot more uses than it traditionally did did before. And I think people have to look at the website as more of an extension of your marketing and a support of your marketing and however you decide to do that. Yeah, totally. Um, what makes a great website for a business? Yeah, and a lot of times that, that honestly depends, but I'm, I'm really big on before you're even thinking about doing any marketing, um, you really try to answer three really big questions. Um, the first question is going to be who understanding who exactly you're targeting. Um, there's a phrase called an avatar where you're basically painting a picture of who exactly you're trying to target. So really think about your your target audience. Think about the things that you're doing to, to really, really get them in the door and who that is. Um, because once you have your content, your images, all those things you start to build on your website, you want to build it not for yourself necessarily. You want to build it for the people you're trying to target, especially if that's different than um, who you are. Um, the next thing you really want to know what success is. And, and this is the biggest, you know, differentiator between how you can answer that question. Because if you're an e-commerce site, then you really want to have a, a different approach to your website. You, you have people that are potentially wanting to talk about the expertise and the knowledge that they have. They want to basically show their expertise and knowledge and, and, and you know be able to, to benefit from that. Then they're going to approach that in a different way. So the, the important thing is to really kind of understand like what success is and, and how you define that success. And then you want to work backwards. So I would definitely encourage you know people that I know that are in your audience and all the awesome things that you've been able to create is to know like how can you show your expertise as much as possible. Um, is that a podcast? Is that a blog? Are you going to have these things on your site? So really start to think about this is what I want to be known for. And this is how I'm going to leverage the website to show that in many different ways. So um, I would probably really encourage, you know, people that are trying to profit for their for their knowledge, their expertise, um, their their secret sauce um, and what really makes them tick to really be able to kind of lean more into that. And then um, the third the third and final question is is always going to be around your resources. So that's time. And then uh, that's, of course, um, money and a combination of those and what you're going to put into your website. If you're not as savvy, maybe you are just putting up a landing page just because you want to do something that's simple, but you know that you want to build something out a little bit more. So really think about those three questions because the answer to like what really makes up a really good website is going to depend. But um, I really think, especially if we're talking around SEO, it's hard it's near impossible, I would say, to do SEO without content. So if you're thinking about looking at it from an SEO standpoint, make sure that you have a lot of content there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, looked it up because I was just kind of curious. And according to the Holt Partnership, over 80% of people spend less than 30 seconds on a website. That's crazy. So people mm -hmm. like put all this time in. <clears throat> and I mean, that's, that's a part of things that I help people with is touching up their website. 
what I have learned and what I firmly believe, and Gresham challenged me on this if you disagree, is that I think the best use of a website is to, on every page, have a way to capture an email address, to capture contact information. And that's like having a lead magnet. So building your website around a lead magnet, promoting some sort of CTA early on and putting it up front. Because if you have 30 seconds, but in that 30 seconds, that title and the headline really catches someone's attention, and then you have a free resource or training of some kind that can quickly solve a persistent problem they have, that's going to stop them enough to be like, oh, I'll opt in. And then they can leave, but then you can have follow-up emails and that sort of stuff. Uh, and that's what I've learned and what's been really helpful for me. Um, do you have any other kind of advice when it comes to you know, capitalizing on that 30 seconds that someone has that they spend on average on a website? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the biggest things you should think about when you're going to a website is really to think about how you can kind of have an interplay of different types of media and different types of content on your site. So think about videos, think about um, audio, think about the, the content that's on the page. Those things are going to pop out more than anything else. And then as well, too, when people are searching, like you mentioned YouTube as well, too, which is also the, the second largest search engine that's also owned by Google, which you can also optimize very much so like you can your website. Think about like how people are coming to your website and what journey and experience you want them to kind of go through when they get there. Um, so that's one of the, the big things is you want to make sure like I would definitely echo those things you, you're saying. If you if you are a um, an expert and you've shown your expertise and you want to draw people there, you want to get them to, to, to give your information so that you can um, contact them and, and stay in touch with them. Um, but also don't forget, you know, how the interplay of different types of media and different types of content can draw people to do that as well, too. So make sure that you have that on your website so that, first of all, you actually are ranking a little higher than you would so that people actually can come to even put in your email address. So think about, of course, when people come there, but don't forget how important it is to, to get people to actually be there, too. Yeah. Love it. So traffic is a lifeblood of an online business. I, any business really, you don't got traffic, you don't got people coming up to the door, then, um, you don't really have a business and that's where SEO comes into play. And I was intimidated by SEO for a very long time. I'm, I would not even consider myself to be an SEO expert by any means. I've learned a lot more about how it works. So I'm always intrigued by this stuff. Um, but I know when people, especially if they're new, they hear, oh, SEO, you know, I got to do optimize for SEO and stuff. And it just seems, it just seems like such a gray area of like, oh, I don't know, or there's a lot of maybe, you know, misleading information even, or they hear keywords and whatnot, but there's a lot of strategy that goes into SEO. Gresham, if you could simplify SEO for me, <laughs> I guess, and for anyone else, um, how can we best, you know, tap into and leverage SEO? Yeah. So when I first started to come around SEO, I saw this video. It's been my absolute favorite video to kind of explain SEO. Um, it basically compares it to going to your, your local library like we used to do or maybe used to do. And you try to figure out exactly what book that you wanted. Um, the way that you would go through the book to understand what book you wanted, they had it very organized apart according to different topics. Um, you had, you know, science, biographies, um, business, whatever you wanted, you would go to that aisle and you would figure out what exactly is there. 
Um, the way and the reason that it's organized well is so that people can find exactly what they're looking for. If you go to the business section, you see uh, a science book, then that doesn't create a good experience. So SEO is essentially that. What you're you're doing is you're taking all, what Google is doing is taking all the content that's on the website, that's online, I'm, I'm sorry, and they're compiling all this information just like it is in the library. And they're trying to have the people that are going there looking for a book or whatever it is they're looking for as quickly and accurately as possible. So when we're thinking about what SEO is, what you're basically doing is, and I use this word a lot of, of translate, translating your website so that Google understands what it is that you do, but also people that are viewing the site and trying to come to the site understand it as well. Um, so try to, you know, think of it, you know, from that simplistic standpoint. And I think so many times we get so caught up in the the keywords, the the backlinks, just all those technical things, page speed, and they're all important. Don't get me wrong. But I think we sometimes forget about the the actual reason that we want to rank rank is to help people to find what they're looking for to provide value. And then we can kind of worry about all of those things. And I think that Google Essentially, you know, the algorithm change and they update, but essentially Google is in the business of helping you to find what you're looking for as quickly and accurately as possible. If you're looking for a pizza place and I'm in the D.C. area, if you go and I, I type in pizza place and it shows some pizza place that's in Wyoming, that's not going to be a good experience for I me. Like, and I'm not okay. going to go back. To, yeah, exactly. What am I going to do with that? They're going to deliver in, in three days or three weeks. Um, that doesn't work. So what you really want to think about from. Your standpoint is why I said those questions that I talked about before are so important, because when you're really thinking about well, how am I going to provide value for the people that I'm that are searching for me, you're going to start to think about how you're going to organize your page, what content you're going to put on those pages. And of course, you know, there's different things that you could do to kind of optimize that even more. But don't forget that part, because that's the part that I think people skip over, because like it's like I have to throw keywords in just so I can rank better. But you're not even providing something that may be of value to your audience. So don't don't skip that step. It's, it's, it's enormously huge. Yeah. It's, it's, you mentioned earlier that if you don't create content, then like, like making the actual content and valuable content is a great SEO strategy because the more pages you have on your website, the more text there is, and then YouTube videos as well, the more you're going to rank. And I used to do productivity coaching and then I switched over to the online business stuff. When I learned more about that, I got savvier and I switched my whole brand to profit your knowledge. It used to be called James Allen coaching, which was in SEO terms, very bad because there's just a really established, um, engagement ring company called jamesallen.com. Oh, yeah. yeah. Spelled the same exact way, not A L A N A L L E N. So I was like, I want to create a, a name, you know, for my business instead of just my name. Cause I have, a, it's like John Smith basically. So it's hard to get search unless I I'm just really big in the space, but building that is difficult. So I made the choice to switch to Profit Your Knowledge, uh, which was a more direct name. People see it and people have put calls with me or purchased products just because of my name. <laughs> you know, they're like, mm -hmm. it makes sense. You know, I looked at a couple things and then I was there um, through my website. But when I first changed that over and you type in Profit Your Knowledge into Google, you wouldn't see anything. But as I have you know, spent the years creating content every week, multiple times per week, doing podcasts, all this kind of stuff, and people tag me who are on the show, they're like, hey, I did a new episode on the Profit Your Knowledge podcast or whatever, and uh, creating blog posts and that sort of stuff. Now when you type in Profit Your Knowledge, I'm actually relevant, I'm a thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, that's, that's like just for me making content because I'm not, a super savvy keyword specialist or this kind of stuff. I just understand that content marketing, which helps with SEO 
is a matter of us answering that avatar's questions. And what I love that you mentioned, I'd love to hear more about kind of your strategies with this is that Google's job is to provide you with the right answer when you ask the right question at the right time. Um, and they, they, they're built around giving you the best search experience possible. So the more direct you can be, the more direct answers you can get and that sort of stuff. And then my favorite spot in Google is the people also ask section because that's literally questions. It tells you this, these are questions people commonly search on Google because they're like, maybe you're thinking of this, maybe you didn't think of this question, but us as content creators, the mindset shift is that I'm literally getting the exact questions that they are asking me, you know, or that I can answer in my content efforts. Uh, and that's what I was able to do to start getting more relevant uh, in the internet. So yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Like, how do you, how do you kind of approach content and leveraging it to not necessarily be like an SEO guru or anything like we have to be, but how can we in a simple way really maximize our efforts when we're making content? Yeah, I absolutely love that. Um, that, that exercise, because one of the things that I usually always tell people is that if you go to Google and you start typing in something and it's typing it in before you type it in, that probably means mm -hmm. a lot of people are searching for it. So it's a really good exercise just to kind of go through, like, if you're thinking about creating a blog or you're saying, how do I, you know, whatever, um, then that once that is, you know, once that completes, then it's probably going to be a really great blog post or piece of content that you can, you, you can definitely add, you know, to your blog or, or, or have a podcast about or something along those lines. But I think just in that along those lines, that's a really cool exercise. But funny enough, I'm, I'm really big on, um, again, understanding the whole psychology of SEO, understand the whole psychology of Google, what you said, something is so powerful, because often we're really great at the things that we do. And sometimes we take it for granted. Um, and one of the best exercise you can do that's not even online is to have a conversation with your clients or even think about the things that your clients are asking on a regular basis. Um, often you can come up with 10 to, to maybe 15 questions. Then if let's just say you have a monthly blog, that ends up being really quality content. You can write monthly for an entire year. So really just start to think about um, and understand that Google, what they're doing is they're basically aggregating this data extremely fast. Don't get me wrong but they understand exactly what people are searching for because people are actually searching for it. So don't forget about that people part because the, the fact that you are able to create content because people are asking or are searching for it and Google knows that it's searching for it, that's where you really hit that, that perfect place that you want to be. Um, and I, I think that being and having conversations with your clients and or potential clients or even people you're thinking about working with and saying, hey, I have this pain point where I, I don't know how to, to take you know, my, um, my hobby and make it into a profitable business? How do I take my comic book, my, my love for comic books and turn that into a profitable business? So all those things are searches and, and things that people have on a regular basis. So if you create pieces of content, like a blog, you create a, a, a video, you create um, an audio or a podcast, or you're on a podcast and you talk around that, that's, searchable content that people are asking on a regular basis. And, and I think one of the things that you do is, of course, you look at it from that standpoint, but don't be afraid to niche down. And when you niche down, you can think about like, how can you get, you know, even more specific about the thing that you're searching for? Um, think about it from a location standpoint, but think about instead of just saying comic books, why don't you say Spider-Man comic books? Or why don't you say, um, I have a Michael Jordan um, original uh, rookie playing card. How do I profit from just all these questions that you have? 
they're going through Google. People are searching for them. They're using all these different tools to search for them. Now you just want to create the content so that you're on the other side um, so that when people search for it, then your content shows up. Yeah. I love the, uh, the idea of people. This is like with algorithms. When you hear that people talk, I study a lot about YouTube, you know, but people, uh, like these big YouTube gurus, I think Mr. Beast originally quoted it, but he said, when you hear the term algorithm, replace that with viewer. And I think that that's such a good mindset shift, especially when you hear SEO, we think, Oh, it's so technical. It's this whole thing. And it's like SEO's job is to give people the right answers. So make answers and put them out there. And it, it all relates back to people. So another great tip with like YouTube content, just from the courses and coaches I've studied with, cause that's my jam is, um, is to create content and optimize like your content for people, not for keywords, you know, or not for robots, optimize it for people, not for robots. And I think that that's, that's like more important and just sticking with that for a long time. Obviously, yes, there are much more granular tactics that you can dive into, but that's kind of the baseline. And when you make YouTube videos, for example, something that I've learned is when you go to this people also ask section, you can, uh, I mean, well, YouTube is owned by Google. So if I type in something, how to bench press a YouTube video pops up in Google because they're promoting it. They own it. They're like, Oh, let's give you a video. Maybe you rather right. consume video. Oh no. Well, we have blog posts too. Right. People also ask. And then when you do the drop downs, YouTube videos will pop up and people also ask because these people answer those questions as timestamps in their videos, mm -hmm. which is like super rad when I found that out. So I'm like, you can just make a whole content video just by answering those questions and, you know, turning it into a YouTube video, but like turn, like actually turning them into timestamps, um, which is super cool. So I think that, yeah, doing that, you'd be ahead of like 90% of people online. Yeah. What's the quote? It's never crowded along the extra mile. So as if you do those extra things, like you put timestamps when you're doing videos or you're putting in their header tags, um, their H1, H2 tags within a blog post, same, same thing where, you know, people go and they can find that exact second that you said exactly what it is that answers their question. You can do that on Google as well too, where it's actually crawling. Sometimes they crawl sites and they can find that exact place that you answer that question rather right. than go through the entire site. So it's phenomenal just, but you know, content first and make sure that's valuable content. Yeah. What a beautiful thing, man. Um, Gresham, I would love to, I'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, what advice would you give, would you give to someone who's thinking about starting a website? We have 2024 right around the corner and they're like, I'd love to build a website and get it started. What advice would you give them? Yeah, I mean, definitely go through those three questions, you know, that I talked about those obviously huge, but my biggest thing is that with the website, and we kind of touched on it before, um, it's going to be something that's going to be constantly evolving, constantly changing, constantly breathing. So I would say definitely start where you are. Um, don't feel like you have to have the best and the, the the brightest website. Just know that you can continue to kind of improve it. And I think that's just a general business lesson that you can continue to kind of learn and continue to kind of grow and continue to kind of tweak it and, and get better. So if you, you don't have an idea of who your target market is, just start to, to create something, even if it's just your, your name um, that you're going to put around, you know, whatever might eventually become your brand, just definitely start where you are. But there's definitely many ways. I'm really, you know, a big proponent of using WordPress 
WordPress.org um, because it's software. Um, it's it's you know it's not anything that's owned by a company, but there's easier ways as well too if you're not you know as familiar with that. Um, there's Squarespace, there's there's Wix, there's Weebly, just all of those things. But I, I would say just kind of get started and, and get it up. Start and 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 one of the biggest things is make sure that you put analytics on your website. Uh, you put Google Analytics is completely free. You install that on your website. You can see the traffic of how people are coming to your website, where they're going to your website. That statistic that you you talked about was because they're tracking that information. They know how long people are spending on your website, but you want to make sure that you know that because one of the really cool things is over time, you'll start to see that, especially if you have like an active blog, you'll start to see like what pieces of content are actually driving the most traffic for, for your site. So as that happens, you'll start to be able to kind of um, update that content or add in a video to that content or do many things to try to improve that content or create another piece of content in a very similar vein. And that's going to just, you know, help you to improve um, more visitors, more traffic, more opportunities for you to, to drop on business. Yeah. Awesome. Love the advice. So Gresham, based on your career, being an entrepreneur, You've been in this game for quite a while. And just in terms of entrepreneurship in general uh, and being your own your boss, being a business owner, what's something that you wish someone would have told you early on? That's a great question. Um, I wanna say like how hard it is, but I think that I had a lot of naivete um, and I still probably have that naivete at times. Um, I think that probably the biggest thing that I benefited from was being around other kind of business owners. I joined a networking group when I just started. So that helped me out a lot. Um, but I think that a lot of times you don't realize how many peaks and valleys you kind of go through through your business. And I think that when you're in the valleys, often you want to throw in a towel. You feel like you're not doing it right. You feel like, you know, you, you just messed everything up. But in reality, that's actually just part of the journey. So I think um, I would want somebody to come to me right during those valleys and, and try to re just remind me of that, remind me that you're not doing it wrong and continue to keep going. Because if you're listening to this and you're going through one of those valleys or you're in one of those valleys or you might see one of those valleys coming up, you know, just continue to keep going. If you're really passionate about the things that you do, not to say passion is everything, but passion sometimes is the fuel that you need to kind of keep you going. And and you'll need that when you're in the valleys of, of your why and, and what kind of um you know, propels you forward. And I think that was one of the biggest things I would, you know, tell my younger business of. Yeah. Beautiful, man. Really, really enjoy the advice. Um, Gresham, where can people learn more about you get connected? Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of landing pages, as we've been talking about, I have one, you know, for just about all the things that I'm working on. You can find that at I am G-R-E-S-H.com. That's I-I-M-Gresh.com. So that has links to Blue 60 Media podcast, blog, um, the digital marketing company, lots of different things that, you know, we've been working on. Um, and, you know, if you have any questions, you want to reach out to me, um, would definitely, definitely love to hear from you. Awesome. We'll put a link down in the description so you can get connected with Gresham. For the listener, I know we, we talk quite a bit, you know, different angles of SEO and that sort of stuff. Uh, I think that if you are getting started, you're going into 2024 or maybe you're in 2024 and you're like, I want to build a website, uh, really focus on good quality content and good quality content isn't crazy editing. It's not super long videos per se. It's just answering your target audience's questions. So know who you want to help, what you want to help them do, and then start digging through for their questions using the you know strategies we talked about, like people also ask, and then just 
embedding those questions, even switching them into statements or people ask me this, here's the question and like copy and paste it from people also ask. Uh, that's a great way just to get started. Obviously you can dig way deeper into the rabbit hole of SEO, but it's just about answering people's questions and then setting up your website in a way that does the thing that, that you want it to do. If it's, if you want to book more phone calls, then make it really easy for people to book more phone calls with you. You know, they can check out more content or whatever. I would recommend get people's email addresses or have a way to get their email address uh, by giving them something valuable in exchange for that. That way you have their email address and you can email them anytime, even if they leave you. Cause if they leave your website, most likely they're probably not going to come back. You know, they're just kind of, they're not going to bookmark your page and that sort of stuff. And I don't want to rely on that if they would. So yeah. I hope you got a lot of strategy from this and different ideas and nuggets, uh, but most importantly, you do something with this. So take what you learned here, get out there, make something happen, and we'll see you in the next one.